Hey there, this is episode number 225 of the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. Welcome to Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD, where women who are confused and worried about their type 2 diabetes come to learn strategies to fix it. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. Ladies, if you know you are capable of doing badass things at work and for your family, but you're frustrated with why you can't seem to stop eating your chocolate cake, this podcast is for you. Let's talk. Before we get started, I want to talk about meds. Make sure that if you are on them, you're being very careful making the changes that I recommend in these podcast episodes. You have been medicated because of how you eat in the past or how you've eaten in the past. And if you change the way you eat, you're going to need to change your medications. And that means you need to get a very clear line of communication open with your prescribing provider. And you need to know how they want you to send them your blood sugar readings and how they're going to send you the information about how to change your blood sugar or your uh, diabetes medications. If you don't do this, you can get pretty sick taking the medications and making these dietary changes, the kind of sick that involves ER visits at the very least, hospitalizations possibly, and possibly even death. So it is very important that you take this seriously if you're medicated for your type 2 diabetes. Call your doctor, call your provider, tell them what you're doing, ask them how you want that you, you want or how they want you to send them your blood sugar logs and then how they're going to relay information to keep you safe on your medications, okay? That's the first thing I wanna talk about. The second thing, make sure you're sharing this podcast. If you're finding benefit from this podcast, make sure you're sharing it with the people that you know and love. Nine out of 10 Americans have metabolic disease. That's what the statistics tell us. So nine out of 10 of the people that you knew, know probably need to hear this information in order to understand that they don't have to be sick, tied to the healthcare system, they don't have to be on medications for the rest of their life. They can actually learn how to live their life in a naturally healthy way without meds, without doctor's visits, without constantly being in this relationship with the Western healthcare system. So share this podcast with whoever you think needs to hear it. Share it on your Instagram, share it on your uh, Facebook. You can email it, rate the podcast, review the podcast. Those things help more, help the podcast algorithms put it out in front of others. So do all of those things so others can hear this message that you don't have to be on meds for the rest of your life. There are ways to learn how to live a naturally healthy life. You can also follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at DelaneMD, both of those places. And then there's also a Facebook group. It's called DelaneMD Reversing Diabetes. It is such a fun group. Please join it. We have such a good time in there. So many helpful women in there helping each other out, supporting each other you know, a place for us to all kind of get together and share ideas, ask for help where we need it, uh, share the hard days and sharing our little victories also. So that's amazing. Lastly, before we jump into today's podcast information and episode, which is going to be such a fun time because it's the holidays, it's my favorite time of the year. I do want to remind everyone that I am offering for women with type 2 diabetes a diabetes reversal assessment call. So if you're a woman who has type 2 diabetes, you're worried, you're frustrated, you're confused about why you haven't been able to fix it, you've been able to do all these other amazing hard things in life, but you can't seem to master chocolate cake, these calls are for you. They are 45-minute Zoom calls where you and I hop on a call and we discuss where your biggest obstacles have been and why you haven't been able to overcome them. At the end of the call, you have some clarity. So you know where to put your efforts, where to put your energy to kind of laser focus and get the most bang for your buck. We can also talk later on that call about what it would look like to work with me in the group. And you can find out if that may be the place you want to get the support that you need to finally put diabetes behind you. So if you're interested in doing that, you can send me a message at delane at delanemd.com 
or you can go to Calendly, that's Calendly, like calendar, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, Calendly, uh, .com forward slash Delane MD. You can get to my calendar there and you can schedule that appointment there um, right then. And I'll get a confirmation and I'll confirm it and then we'll get you going. So sign up for your reversal call because that is going to be one of the most helpful ways for you to kind of laser focus your efforts. So today it is National Diabetes Month. Di uh, November is National Diabetes Month on Facebook, on Instagram. I've been going live multiple times a week. I've been hold, holding weekly webinars. You can find replays of those webinars on YouTube. So make sure to check those out. YouTube, it's the Delane MD channel. Um, we are going to kind of wrap up the discussion on that, which is prevention and education strategies or prevention and treatment strategies is what the uh, ADA would talk about as far as like the third and the fourth part of National Diabetes Month, the things that they want to focus on. They want to focus on awareness, education, prevention, and then treatment strategies. I don't promote treatment strategies because you don't need to treat type 2 diabetes. It is entirely possible to just not be diabetic. So I teach strategies to just not be diabetic versus treatment strategies. If you want treatment strategies, you have a well-qualified physician very, very near to wherever you are because they're everywhere and they know the latest and greatest strategies for giving you a medication for your type 2 diabetes and they will do that very effectively and wonderfully and I entirely would trust them to do that. However, if you're interested in reversing your type 2 diabetes and fixing your type 2 diabetes, that is what I talk about. So today we are going to talk about prevention and then we're going to talk about fixing it strategies. But before we do that, Thanksgiving is here. It's my favorite time of the year. It's the only thing that makes cold weather at any way, shape or form reasonable, right? It's the only thing that makes it tolerable is that the holidays are here. So um, my kids, all of my babies are going to be home. My son is coming in from um, the uh, base that he is stationed at. Him and his wife and my grandbaby are coming in and we are going to have a lovely holiday together, Thanksgiving together. And I'm really excited about the holiday week. And I hope that you are also, because I hope you have amazing plans. And if you don't have an amazing family plan, I hope you have an amazing plan to relax, to put your feet up, to sip on a warm cup of tea or a warm cup of coffee and just take in the gift that life is. So I hope that you have the opportunity to do that on the holiday. But what most women are interested in is a strategy to make sure that they don't lose their marbles and eat all of the food that eventually will make them very, very sick during the holiday week. And so I am going to share with you the strategy that I teach my clients for managing holiday season and holidays like the big holiday, also like holiday parties as you're going through December. This is also the strategy that I use to help women get through their vacations, okay? I am not a never ever person. I am not one that's ever going to tell you you can never, ever, ever have cake again, right? Like my birthday's coming up in the middle of December, my son's birthday is the day after. It's kind of a thing we get to, or we at least celebrate. I mean, it's a big thing that we celebrate. And I entirely have every plan under the sun to eat some Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. That's what it'll be. And you and I know, like anybody who's listening to this and has ever heard of the Cheesecake Factory, you know those pieces of cheesecake are never described as slivers. There's nothing sliverish about them. They are the size of my head. They're huge, okay? They're huge and they're amazing and I'm gonna have some. 
I always say I'm going to have a piece. The fact of the matter is I can only have about four bites before I'm like, okay, and that's enough. But either way, that is my plan for the, I totally intend to do this. So I'm never, ever going to tell you, you can't have this food. One piece of cheesecake has never made any human being type two diabetic, period, end of sentence, take that to the bank. There is not one single piece of cheesecake that ever did this. It is a series of bad decisions. So when you clean up the series of bad decisions that aren't that meaningful for you, it's all the Twizzlers. It's all of the candies at work that you've had a million times before. There's nothing special, but you keep eating them, even though they make you sick. It's the donuts in the break room. It's the bagels. It's the pizza at lunch. Those are the decisions that when they accumulate, they make for type 2 diabetes. It is never a single piece of, of chocolate cheesecake that I will have on my birthday. That's not what makes type 2 diabetes. It's many of these other decisions accumulated, okay? So I'm going to teach you how you can have a holiday strategy also that will not make you sick long term, but that will allow you to enjoy your holiday in the way that you want to. So the first part of making these decisions, the first part of the strategy is that you make a decision ahead of time. You decide what is important to you. So if you have a food, say it's your mom's stuffing. I love my mom's stuffing. I love my grandmother's uh, apple pie recipe, right? Like that was a big thing. I make her apple pie now, but I love her apple pie. So I make it. It doesn't probably taste as good as grandma's did, but that's something I love. I love my mother's stuffing. Um, decide though, what in your holiday dinner on Thursday or whatever day you have it, what is it that's really important to you? What is the food that is going to make that meal feel whole to you, feel entire, feel completed? I will guarantee you it's not yet another piece of pumpkin pie after you've already had two and you're utterly stuffed. That third piece of pumpkin pie is not the thing that's going to make you feel whole and fabulous and like you've enjoyed the holiday. It is not another roll after you've already had four that is going to make it complete, okay? You have to figure out what is really important to you. And in your brain, your brain, and the reason you do this ahead of time, right, is because your brain, when it sees the thing, the brain is going to be like, oh, yeah, all of this is the most, and I need to have all of it right now. Here, let's go. I can't miss any of it, and I need a little bit more. Your brain's always going to tell you you need more. Your brain's always going to tell you it that the thing it's looking at is the most, even when you've either had a million of them or you absolutely know they are not the most. You're like, no, these are just store-bought rolls or whatever it is. This is a store-bought pumpkin pie is another great example. Like I like pumpkin pie, but I'm not eating store-bought pumpkin pie. I'm just not gonna do that. Not because I'm better than anything, it's just it doesn't taste that good. I don't enjoy it. And I'm never gonna eat store-bought apple pie either because it just doesn't taste that good. I don't enjoy it. So figuring out what is it that's really important for me, absolutely. My mother's stuffing, hands down, yes. Um, we have a family recipe, it's called Frenchie, and sometimes I'll eat that, but I don't even know this year that I'll eat that. Maybe I'll have a small serving of that, and then I'll have grandma's pumpkin pie. Outside of that, everything else that I get, turkey, hello, it's turkey, it's delicious. Turkey is going to be great. Green bean, bean casserole, I love that stuff. And it's not the thing that makes most people diabetic. Like it's not the problem child, right? So I'll probably have that. There will be some vegetables there. There will probably be fruit because I'll bring it. All of those things, they serve me, they serve my biology and they make me feel satisfied. Like they satisfied my palate 
and they satisfy my belly. So there's no need for me to continue to consume once I get to that point. I eat the things that are important. So that's the first step. I decide what's important and I make a plan for that. That is step one. You decide ahead of time. You make a plan of what's important to you and what you want to do. So then after you eat the things, so say you wanted all the things, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the, you know, special dish, the breads, the desserts, you ate it all. Say you ate it all, like a 500 carbohydrate day, maybe more. I don't even, I can't even imagine. Say you ate it all. And afterwards you like wake up on Friday morning and your fasting blood sugar is 120, which is clearly higher than optimal. If that happens, your next step, your next part of the holiday strategy, what tools do you have to mitigate or limit the effect of those foods that you ate? The effect of that food on your biology. What tools do you have? You have a fast. You can always do a long fast. A fast is good for your cells, especially when you fed your cells bad fuel. It burns all that bad fuel out, and then you can start feeding your cells more appropriate fuels. So maybe you have a long fast. Intermittent keto, or I'm sorry, nutritional ketosis. Maybe that's what you want to do. I don't do a lot of that with my clients, but some of my clients want to do it, and that's an option. Exercising before your meal, after your meal, the next day, all of those things are effective. Not eating junk on Monday through Wednesday leading up to Thursday, right? Like that's not the days to have your kind of joy eats, quote unquote, right? And maybe no joy eat on Friday and Saturday and Sunday to kind of get this joy eat that you had maybe on Thursday out of your system. But step two, step one is like making the plan. Step two is always like, okay, what tools do I have now to lessen the effects or limit the effects of this food on my biology? I want to encourage you to drop the judgment. There is not food that is good or bad food. And there, there are not humans that are good or bad humans because they eat it. It's simply that you have biology that happens in your body when you eat certain foods. And when you eat other foods, there's different biology and you wanna manage that. You wanna manage how your body does that. You have the same experience whenever you have a big purchase that comes out of your bank account. Say you buy a cruise or a Disney vacation or a computer. You've made a financial decision, like not buying the computer or buying the computer is not good or bad. You don't say one is right or wrong. It's just you make a financial decision and then you have to make other decisions to minimize the effect of that financial decision, that finance, that purchase on your bank account. That's all it is. There's nothing right or wrong. You just make a decision and then you use the tools that you have for that financial decision. Maybe it's you work an extra shift. Maybe it's you don't go out to eat three times in a row, whatever it is, like you figure out how you can make other decisions to mitigate that effect and limit the effect of that financial purchase on your bank account. It is the same thing with your food. You're gonna make a decision about what you're gonna eat and then you're gonna figure out which tools that you have to mitigate or limit the effect of that food on your biology. And then you're just gonna do that. Straightforward, it's simple, okay? I highly recommend that you um, practice that strategy on Thursday. And then also there will be an open coaching call on Friday morning. I believe it's scheduled at 9.30 and I'll give you the website to register here in a minute, but that will be an open coaching call. So if you have questions or if you woke up or if you're stressed out or if you're like, oh my gosh, I've ruined it all. I made all of these great gains in the last six weeks. 
And then I had Thanksgiving and it's all falling apart. Please, 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 please come to that coaching call. This is not the truth of the matter. When your brain is experiencing an emotion, you feel like it's very, very true in the moment. It feels so all-consuming, like there's no other thing out there. And I want to offer to you that that is not the truth. There is always something else out there. Come to the coaching call, get your brain in a better space so you can stop feeling the heaviness of you've ruined it all, which is never the truth and doesn't serve you in any way and makes this entire experience of getting healthy miserable. There is an open coaching call to help anybody who needs this help after Thanksgiving. So I will give you that um, website to register if you haven't already done it. If you've already registered for the November events, you're already in the email list and you will be getting an email with the Zoom link so that you can come to that call. All right, that is my strategy for the holidays and that is the help that I have to offer for the holidays because I do think the holidays are kind of a special time some the, everything's 50 50 good and bad right like the the good part the 50 percent good part is all of the things that you love about the holidays the being with your family the you know aromas in the kitchen the everybody i don't know our family's big and loud and it's very very noisy and my grandbaby's coming home and he's going to be an element of like sucking up my attention because i want to see him because i don't get i mean it's just going to be a riot it's going to be a lot though like there's that good part that i love it fills my heart. And then there's going to be this part of, I'm going to eat this food. You know, a great example is I'm going to eat the apple pie and the apple pie has gluten in it and the gluten makes me feel swollen and I will feel horrible for about a week afterwards. And there is going to be this heaviness that comes with the food and I'm not going to love the way I feel, even though I love the way it tastes. The world is 50-50, my friend. And part of the holidays is 50% of it is going to be amazing. And 50% of it, we're going to have to work and manage our mind through that is what that call on Friday is to help with, to work and manage the mind. So show up for that if you need that help. All right, let's talk about diabetes now and kind of the uh, prevention and the fixing it strategies. I do want to review quickly the causes of type 2 diabetes. And this was all discussed in the um, first two November webinars. So uh, if you haven't seen those, they should be on YouTube. I know they're on YouTube. It's not a should thing. They're on YouTube. You can find them there. So you can hear about kind of the education and the awareness and how you can figure out where your metabolic health is. And then you can also hear about the kind of prevention and uh, fixing component there also. But let's talk for a moment about kind of what causes type 2 diabetes. So type 2 diabetes is 99.9% .9 of the time caused by the food that we're eating. We are eating food and it's this processed food. You will know it as junk food. What do I mean by processed food? I mean the things that's junk food. That is what I'm talking about primarily. If those foods were not in your world, you would unlikely, very, very unlikely, there are very few people out there that would have an issue with type 2 diabetes if junk food, quote unquote, or processed foods were not in the world, okay? So what these foods do is they either cause, there's a couple of different theories that have evidence behind them. One I have a lot of information about and one I'm looking into, I'm actually learning more about this. But the first theory of course, is that we increase the insulin concentration in our blood and that blocks the insulin receptor on the cell surface. And then your body, your cells no longer respond to insulin. This is caused by foods that we eat, producing, making your pancreas produce a ton of insulin and when the cells get exposed to too much insulin, they just stop responding and, and functioning effectively. The other 
less known to me, very known, I'm sure, to other people, but less known to me is the intracellular effect that um, some foods or and they believe it's like a fat globules. And I'm not sure how much dietary fat feeds into this and how much is it triglycerides. Triglycerides are made from the carbohydrate. They are fats in your blood that are made by, from the carbohydrates you eat. But these fat globules inside of the cell alter the insulin signaling inside of the cell. So when the insulin gets in, it's supposed to go and open up a glucose transporter, a glucose chain, or a glucose channel, I guess, so that glucose can come inside of the cell and the cell can burn it up. But intracellularly, after the insulin comes inside and is supposed to do that, there is signaling that is impacted and blocked there and the glucose does not come in and get burnt off <clears throat> either way it is pretty clear no matter which pathway or which mechanism is causing your insulin resistance it is pretty clear that our processed food is the culprit or the problem child in this situation right it is what's causing this it is this processed foods these processed foods it's these this food that is not natural to the human being and so I always say, like when people ask me, what are we supposed to eat? I'm like, well, what was available 10,000 years ago? Your biology today is not different than what it was 10,000 years ago, but the food you eat is. And so you need to probably match the food that you put in your mouth today to the food that was available 10,000 years ago, because that's what your biology is meant to eat. Okay. So you have to fix this insulin issue, not the blood sugar issue. Okay, and you're going to fix this insulin issue by fixing or changing the food that you eat. Okay, so that's the what is causing type 2 diabetes. That's the education component. Again, there has been an education and awareness video um, or webinar that I did earlier this month that you can find. And of course, I have many other podcast episodes that are covering the same information. But today I want to talk about prevention. This is pretty straightforward. Prevention is you stop doing the things that cause it. That's pretty straightforward. You avoid these foods, okay? So if you wanna think about how you prevent burning your skin, you like are very careful about how much time you spend in the sun or how much time you spend around fire or heat, right? I talk about this, like uh, the avoidance of food, cause you know, of course there's a certain amount of sun that's okay, but even if you get too much of the sun, it burns, right? There this avoidance of the food everybody kind of asks like how much do i have to avoid the food how much is too much and so what i have come to the conclusion from my like what i have done as far as looking at this food and looking at the evidence the medical literature and the scientific literature behind these processed foods the strategy and the analogy that i use and live by is it's similar to cigarettes how many cigarettes are okay? I don't smoke cigarettes ever, so I could probably have a cigarette and it wouldn't kill me. One cigarette is not gonna cause me to be CO, have COPD or to get lung cancer. It's very unlikely that a single cigarette is going to cause that for me. Um, now, how much is too much though? I mean, could I smoke two a year? Maybe. Could I smoke one a season? Maybe. Could I smoke one a month? Maybe. Could I smoke one a week? That seems like it's a lot to me. One a week seems like it's probably going to be a problem. One a day, two a week, like what is the, 
here's the deal about the cigarettes. There is no amount of cigarette that you're sitting there and telling yourself some of it's okay. Like one cigarette, even if it's once a year, it's totally fine. It's probably healthy. Nobody is believing that. We understand that there is an inherent risk every time we consume that food. There is an inherent risk, or I'm sorry, every time we smoke that cigarette that there is an inherent risk. The same is true about the food. There is an inherent risk every time that you eat the Snickers bar, every time that you have the ice cream, every time that you have this highly processed food, there is an inherent risk that is associated with it. And that's really what, like, how do you prevent it? Well, how frequently are you accepting this inherent risk? I will accept, I accept this inherent risk all the time. I don't eat super highly processed foods every day, but I do it on at least a weekly basis. I will have nacho chips. I'm trying to think of what else. Sometimes I'll have like, um, I do have some gluten-free bread. I'll have that every so often. Um, but they're processed. Again, like there's stuff in that ingredient list, but I'm like, I don't know what that is. I couldn't find that in a grocery store. There's processing that happens with that. And even if it's, you know, potato starch and almond flour, like it's not the potato or the almond that I'm eating. It's this processed component of it. Okay. So figuring out like one, there's this element of figuring out what's processed, but two, how frequently can I have this processed food? And every time that I have this processed food, am I willing to accept the risk that comes with it is really the question at hand, not how frequently can I have it? Am I willing every time I eat this food to accept the risk that is associated with it? That's really the question. So that's the prevention component. So let's talk about strategies to fix type 2 diabetes. Like what do I need to do to fix type 2 diabetes? Number one, you must clean up your diet. And especially while you're healing your body, you really must come off of that food. Like 99% of the time, you must not be eating that food if your body is healed. Think about a sunburn. Again, if you sunburn your skin, you must stay out of the sun all the time until your skin heals, right? It's the same thing with the food. If you have eaten this food so much that your cells are damaged, you must not eat this food in order for your cells to heal up. That's very, very important. So cleaning up your diet is how you do that. That is what I call the strategy of removing these processed foods, okay? That's number one. Number two strategy that I recommend for women is using intermittent fasting. Like how, you know, how, and of course everybody's, how long do you fast? That's always the question. You kind of get to decide. But what fasting does is it gives your cells a break from processing food. And suddenly we're not, your cells do not need insulin available. And when your cells don't need insulin or to be in the presence of insulin, then your cells can start to reset how they function in the presence of insulin, right? They can get a break from it and kind of reset how they respond to insulin when they become uh, exposed to insulin again, okay? So fasting is a very powerful tool. Then lastly, exercise. And I'm not talking about a walk that's kind of leisurely and just a stroll. I'm talking about a walk that you get out and you get sweaty. When we perform exercises that make us sweat, our cells utilize glucose, meaning they bring glucose inside of them and, a, and burn them off as energy in a way that does not rely on insulin, okay? So no matter how diseased your insulin response is, right, no matter how dysfunctional your cells are in the presence of insulin, 
When you exercise, your cells utilize glucose in a way that has nothing to do with insulin, and that allows your blood sugar to lower, to come down, and it stops sending a message to your pancreas, telling your pancreas to put out more insulin, right, which only drives more insulin resistance, right? So this is like a really powerful tool to do this. In addition to that switching of how your cells utilize glucose in that non-insulin dependent way, in addition to that happening, that effect can last for 48 to 72 hours after a single exercise event, okay? So is it getting sweaty for two minutes after, you know, or is it getting sweaty for exercise for two minutes? It's probably longer than that. You're gonna probably need to be sweaty for probably 10, 20, 30 minutes. But you're, there is this effect that happens and this ability and it lasts for a long time. The longer your sweater is sweaty, probably the better it is, okay? But recognize that this tool is pretty powerful and exercising every, every other day is probably enough. But I would definitely recommend you get sweaty for probably 30 minutes and you do it every other day to enhance or to act, you know, maximize the effect of exercise. So those are the three strategies that I find very, very effective for helping women reverse type two diabetes. Please do understand there is no amount of exercise that you're gonna do that undoes the food that you ate, okay? Whatever you eat, it causes your insulin level to climb quite high. There is no amount of exercise that will change that part. So don't think that you can go out and exercise for an hour and eat, you know, ho-hos all day long. That is not going to happen, okay? But do understand exercise is a really, really powerful tool to use as you're cleaning up your diet and as you're starting to make these different dietary changes. Exercise is a really powerful tool to kind of um, almost give your, your efforts and your uh, food choices, your efforts and your diet changes a little boost and normalize your blood sugars quicker that's what everybody wants to show their doctor they want to be look here i did this right look at what i did i fixed my diabetes you want to show your doctor lower blood sugars so that exercise can be a powerful tool in combination with changing your diet so all right check out the webinars on youtube and this will of course this goes live on youtube and i'm going to check the chat box and make sure there's no questions in there um if you have any questions send them to me delane at delane md i'm always happy to answer any questions um, there are two more webinars this month. One is the coaching session that I talked about, and you can register. I'm going to give you the website. It's long. I'll try not to make it this long on the future webinars, but so it's www.delanemd.com. That's my website. You put that in forward slash November dash 2023 dash webinar dash registration. That should get you to the registration sheet, the page. You can just Type your name in, put your address, your email address in, and that will get you into the email um, list and you'll start getting uh, reminder emails and then the Zoom link emailed to you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. If you go to Instagram and Facebook, I have a link tree. You can click on the link tree and that will bring you up to all sorts of helpful things, including the registration page, but also the 14 day, um, 14 days to better blood sugar guide. It's a workbook. It really has, or, I mean, like basically it's 14 menus, days worth of menus for you to do. And I promise you, if you do that guide for 14 days, your blood sugars are going to be significantly improved. 
if you've been one of those people where you're like, oh, my blood sugars, no matter what I eat, I can't get them fixed. This guide will definitely change your experience there. And if it doesn't, I certainly want you to email me and let me know because we need to talk about what else you might be able to do. That would be a great time for you to set up a reverse your diabetes assessment call so we can figure out maybe what's happening and maybe other strategies to try. Um, but you can find in that link tree, again, this registration, you can find all sorts of help there. Go and join the Delane MD group, um, or Delane MD Reversing Diabetes on Facebook. It's a fun group, lots of helpful um, ladies in there, but lots of helpful information in there. You can always send me an email and I will be back next week. Next week, I think I have a um, another coaching call that's been recorded to share with everybody. So stay tuned for that. And I will talk with you then. Holler at me if you have any questions. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.